0: BYU Sports Nation locked down defenders in the BYU secondary. Who starts for
1: the Cougars' pass defense today? We go two-on-one with senior safety Craig Bills. Who has impressed him the most in fall camp and his transition to cat safety? Plus, it's a
0: Wednesday, and we're remembering the 1984 BYU National Championship. Former linebacker Marv
2: Allen joins us live. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton
0: and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, live on your radio, television, and other media machines, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, August 6th, I am Spencer Linton teamed up with my longtime friend and longtime Doobie Brothers aficionado,
1: Jerem Jordan. Okay, rumor has it from Adele that Dave Rose was at the Doobie Brothers concert last night, I assume in Salt Lake, and was rocking out. (laughs) That's the word on the street right now. Also, word on the street right now, Jeterius Gully from Hoover, Alabama, uh, freshman lineman, a lot of people excited about it, defensive lineman, just tweeted the following. First day of actually practicing in fall camp, ready to hit someone. He's been cleared and he is a big dude. Yes, he is the biggest dude. We got some new swag I think was, for the I set. Think the heaviest dude. Yeah, Jamal Williams gave us a hat. So yeah, yesterday after practice, I, th- I think it's got the number twenty one on it. Why a stretch wide logo? It's a trucker hat. We're gonna put it on the set. Was it on media day or was it? Or it's got BYU. Was it the
0: time before when we interviewed him on BYU Sports Nation when we asked him for something? And he said, "Oh, I've,
1: I'll get you. I'll, something. I'll take care of you." Yeah.
0: Well, so, here yeah, we are. so we got we yeah. got the trucker hat number twenty one. It's navy blue BYU insignia. I believe uh, that his uncle Bo uh, is the the producer of of the number twenty one Jamal Williams hat nice. BYU hat. That's cool. So Just thanks, don't sell
1: it. Thanks, Jay Just Swag Daddy, it.
0: for the swag on the BYU Sports Nation set. Wherever Jay Swag Daddy
1: in, gives swag naturally.
0: Yeah, it, it makes sense. Swag out, bro wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN and get involved in today's Twitter question.
1: We're going to talk secondary today, so the Twitter question is, which BYU secondary player will have the greatest impact this season? Use the hashtag BYUSN way in. At Billy Penn 2380 Harvey Jackson is going to bring an attitude and toughness to the secondary receivers. will keep their heads on a swivel. Okay, so who... What what does impact
0: mean? How do you qualify that? We're not talking the fastest or the the most talented, but who will have the greatest impact? Whatever that means to you, in the 2014 season for BYU football, we'll answer that in a moment. Discuss this at length, and it's not always the most talented. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio, live on BYU TV. Rise and shout! It's time for what's trending.
2: What's trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Wow.
0: Securing the
2: secondary.
0: Who would start today? today? On Wednesday, August 6th for the BYU secondary if there were a game. Our list does not include two former starters. I've heard from multiple sources that on paper this is the deepest, most talented secondary BYU has ever recruited. Yes, we're five days into fall camp, and from what we've seen, the most talented doesn't always make the list of starters on game number one.
1: Once the first practice happens, that hyperbole just fades away from me because I want to actually see what the guys have. And then you watch them during practice, and even then it's practice. Then you have to see games play out, and even then you have to see the whole season. So we're long ways away from knowing really what BYU has. But we have an inkling, and with that... We reveal now who we think would start today if BYU played a football game in the seconder.
0: Our past defense on Wednesday, August 6th. We'll start with the boundary corner position, and that is Sky Povey. He is a guy that has been in the system for a very long time, a product of Bronco Mendenhall and Nick Howell. He is their, he is their Mr. Reliable. Field corner, Trenton Tremell, strong safety Craig Bills, or the cat safety in the BYU uh, vocabulary and free safety. How about Kai Nakua?
1: Dallin Levitt also possibly there as well. So this is not who's going to start against Connecticut. This is who, based on what we've seen of practice, is who we think would start right now. So some surprises. You mentioned, yeah, Sky Povey, uh, a product of BYU system, a. a Working really hard, knows the system well. BOE trusts him. He
0: can play every position yes. in the secondary. His
1: brother in law is Nick Howe, by the way. I don't think that Sky is starting because of that, but I think that there's some extra trust there for sure. Uh, that, that can be positive nepotism, right? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kainukua has impressed me. Dallin Levitt, those guys right there. Trenton Trammell is talented. I think he'll start at some point. Now, what do you not notice there? Yeah, everybody's saying, well, wait, where's, Where you, where's, where's Rob Daniel? Hey. And where's Jordan Johnson? Where's Harvey Jackson?
0: They have not been practicing with, with the ones. ones. Jordan Johnson and Rob Daniel have been running with the twos on a regular basis through now five days into fall camp. Harvey Jackson is a graduate transfer. His head's kind of spinning.
1: Yeah, he'll he'll get it. It's just going to take a little while. So, he's, and he's getting it as we, we see him evolve right before our eyes.
0: So our starters today, Sky Povey, Trenton Trammell at the corners, the safeties, Craig Bills, and Kai Nakua, a guy who Craig Bills,
1: now the cat, by the way. The yes. cat is a strong safety. Craig played the free safety up until this season. He Craig moves is replacing Daniel Sorensen. Yep, exactly. Now,
0: now we ask ourselves, who are the best players in the secondary? Jeremy and I had that discussion as well. It doesn't it's not close to who we think would, would start, but we're talking about who we feel has the most potential, different. the most yep. talented. The boundary
1: corner, I have Rob Daniels. Yes. Field, Jordan Johnson. Strong safety or cat, Craig Bills. Free safety, Harvey Jackson. Now, now, here's the question. Who actually starts against Connecticut? I have concerns. Jamal Williams ran with the twos. He revealed himself that he was suspended for Connecticut. We don't know if anyone else is suspended for Connecticut. However... When a, when a would-be starter, and everyone knows it, out of spring or previously in games, is not running with the ones, that doesn't give me a great feeling about what might happen with that person.
0: There's something going on there, but we're, this is not the place where we speculate, okay? We'll tell you what we see and make our decisions based on what here's, we know.
1: Here's my guess. I think on game day, we're going to find out, like we did with Cody Hoffman against Middle Tennessee last year, that there are, if anyone is suspended... I'm not saying anyone will be, but if anyone is suspended, that you would find out on game day. That's the ideal situation because then Connecticut can't properly adjust on game day.
0: At some point, the idea of Rob Daniel, Jordan Johnson, Craig Bills, and Harvey Jackson as your starting secondary—that's
1: telling—is that's That's fantastic. That's really good.
0: There and there are a number of guys that have played that might not start. Let's talk about Dallin Levitt and another guy who started several games last year who made the transition back from wide receiver to defensive back yesterday.
1: Again, Michael Davis. It was funny watching his face. He was almost like shell-shocked a little bit. at Like, yeah, I got asked to switch and here I am. And someone said, hey, did you practice receiver all summer? And he's like, yeah. was <laughs> how, how, like,
0: how that mindset? If you're Michael Davis, gone. you're recruited as a wide receiver, you come in as a wide receiver, then because the secondary is banged up, you are starting as a cornerback last year at Notre Dame. Then he goes back to wide receiver for spring football, has a great spring, prepares all summer, and then comes back and your coaches say, well, you have a better opportunity as a sophomore to see the field if you play in the secondary again.
1: So he's one of these guys that, uh, you know, he could, Michael Davis could start at some point, but based on our best at each position, I mean, Trent and, Trent Tramiel, Kai Nakua, Dallin Levitt, Sky Povey, those are all guys that played last year that could be backups. They could start, too. We're just projecting here. But I, I like the depth. This is where you actually have depth in the secondary. Guys that have played and shown that they've got some potential. One day, Kainakua is going to be a starter and going to be really good. I'm seeing that right now. He is, He can ball. He looks the part, and from what we have seen him do on the field. He was a high school quarterback Oof, that's beefed yeah. up, and now he's a safety.
0: Couple of other names to keep in mind: Garrett Jergens. One former BYU player observing practice said that Garrett Jergens, who's way off the radar, is the best lockdown cornerback on the field.
1: Wow! Well, you're like Garrett? Who? Yeah. He. We'll see if he sees the field, but he's uh, playing one practice.
0: Trevor Bateman is another guy that we've heard about on Trevor BYU Bateman, Sports Nation. Yeah. David Nixon told us on this show Trevor Bateman will start at some point in the secondary.
1: Like if Trevor Bateman was uh, healthy last year, he may have started. Over, I don't know, I, I think Mike Haig and Sky Povey, because they were seniors, they trusted those guys, they knew the scheme and that. This year I think you're going to hopefully have a combo of both, but I would, I would rather have a little less scheme and more talent, because in the moment, when the ball's coming... It's not always scheme. It's Who can, can you make, make a the play? play? Who
0: can get to the ball? But
1: that's Nick Howell's decision as the secondary coach and now defensive coordinator.
0: Michael Shelton and Jordan Prater, a couple of other very talented, capable guys that we're hearing about from Nick Howell. He's super high on everyone in his secondary, and that is a stark contrast from last year because of all of the injury concerns that they had. Safeties. Chris Badger, the transfer from Notre Dame, right now he is running with the second team as a safety, and uh, Kavika Fanua as
1: well. So Michael Shelton and Jordan Prater yeah, yeah. at cornerback. So there's there's some guys there and youth. You have some really experienced guys, the guys like Daniel uh, Johnson. Jackson's a senior, Pove, uh, and then you have some youth coming. I like the future of the position as well. However, you are very senior heavy. So this is the year where you need to take advantage of a, a good secondary.
0: We'll ask Craig Bills who has impressed him the most when we go two-on-one with him in Cougar Camp All-Access. Now, the BYU pass defense, as crazy as it was last year with plug-and-play, they actually they were all
1: right. played pretty well. That brings us to the stat of the day, yo. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Holler! 218.9, BYU allowed 218.9 passing yards per game in 2013. Where does that rank among the 123 FBS teams in stats last year? 46th. So you wonder where BYU fits in all that? They did just fine. BYU's got a good scheme. Bend, but don't break all that. Keep uh, everything in front. You you don't have corners that are going to line up and press and go one-on-one and all that. You don't have NFL draft picks in the secondary for BYU. You just, you just don't. Maybe next year Rob Daniel is one of those guys. I don't know. But traditionally, that's just not been a position. That's the toughest position for BYU to actually recruit. So for this year, for us to be very excited about the secondary, I think says a lot about the way BYU recruited that position.
0: Which BYU secondary player will have the greatest impact this season? Let's get to the Twitter machine.
3: It's Twitter time.
0: At Nick Peter 684 Craig Bills as the leader of the secondary, sets the tone with his coverage and hitting.
1: We'll hear from Craig a little bit later on, 2-on-1 Cougar Camp All-Access. What's your answer to this question? My answer
0: to the question is Harvey Jackson because of what he brings. I want to say Rob Daniel, but I feel like a safety can have more of an impact on a secondary than one individual cornerback. Just, just based on where you play on the field. I feel like Harvey, once he gets his mind wrapped around everything that goes on in this BYU defense, because you have the added athleticism and the experience coming over from Nebraska, he's going to make some plays. He's going to lay some dudes out. He's going to get some interceptions. He's going to make a difference for BYU.
1: I think uh, it's fair to expect some mistakes from Harvey yes, Jackson. It's going to take a little bit. If they throw him out there, there's a difference between understanding the scheme and then just being like, dude, ball. Ball hawk. Like when the ball comes, ah, like go, do, (laughs) make plays. For me, the answer I think initially would be Harvey Jackson. I'm really excited to see Jordan Johnson off an ACL tear. Like can he be anything like he was in 2012? That was one of BYU's best defenses ever. And he was a really good cornerback that year with Preston Hadley, who's now an offensive uh, grad assistant, by the way, on the team. Manasseh Tonga out there as well.
0: There's all fun. sorts of good. Bakapuna. And... Fun to
1: see Well, Fui's not on the team. Fui's right. academic guy, but yeah. It's it's fun to watch the former guys.
0: Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, the Maui invitational bracket announced nice. this morning for BYU Hoops they opened the championship round against San Diego State. I you want it any other way? Heck no. I'm so glad the Cougars and Aztecs are getting Will underway. they dress up
1: like missionaries in Hawaii? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> will the sh- yeah, will the show go down there? The show.
0: November 24th, 1130 Eastern, 930 Mountain on ESPN2. The winner-loser of Pittsburgh and Chaminade will play the winner-loser of BYU-San Diego State. So the Cougars want to win that game so that they can play probably Pittsburgh.
1: Not Chaminade. Yeah. Taysom Hill is one of five QBs, by the way, listed this morning. ESPN College Football on Twitter- listed the top five dual-threat QBs in America, like Mariota, Braxton Miller, those those guys. Taysom Hill on that list.
0: Spencer Hadley flew to Oakland yesterday in what appears to be perhaps a second chance or a tryout with the Oakland
1: Raiders. Was with the Saints earlier, now the Raiders. Coming the Raiders.
0: up, we go two-on-one with BYU senior safety Craig Bills. Why his job just got tougher and which teammates he's most impressed with. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B at
1: BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And download and subscribe to our podcast. It's a little under two weeks old now Uh, on iTunes. Also subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Tons of good
0: feedback. I like the uh, the response we got yesterday from our trucker friend who now lives in Tennessee. That he, he listened to the podcast. He listens to it twice a day.
1: Oh. Which is really what, cool. Twice a day. Twice a day. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> I see what you
0: did there, Jerem. Hey, Taysom Hill. We had a chance to talk to Taysom uh, after practice yesterday. And I I don't know why I didn't think about this more at length, but... He told us he spent so much time coming off of his knee injury last year that he couldn't really focus on the particulars of becoming that elite-level quarterback, and he still did what he did. Okay, what's Taysom going to do when he's not coming off a season-ending knee injury?
1: 6,000 two yards in total it. Oh, Stop oh, oh. It. Is that a Stop it. Is that a blue goggle alert? <laughs> I think that might be a blue, blue
0: goggle. goggle alert.
2: Oh. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert blue goggle alert what is he going
1: to do since he's healthy <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm telling i'm telling no, you I, what dude no i am excited to see it, no you're serious like he's serious footwork mechanics with tom house the you know pitching coach from uh what's the movie that just came out where he's in it with the oh the, the, the million, million dollar, dollar arm. arm i haven't yeah. seen it yet apparently yeah. he's in that yeah uh, Taysom Hill should be better, right? And the the jump from sophomore to junior. I don't know what the realistic uh, you know progression is, but he will be better. He looks better in practice. We've been impressed by him, but it's just practice, you know. I want to kind of take it easy. There.
0: Robert and I specifically mentioned that he is particularly pleased with the quarterback position. He said the
1: ball is ripping and it looks sharp. Okay, Doctor Bob yesterday comes out and greets the media. Uh, and he shakes everyone's hand that's standing up. I was sitting down, so I was like one of the only people that didn't get one. I was like, <laughs> all right, whatever. And, and our producer, Ben Bagley, was there wearing a purple shirt, and he looks at Ben and says, Are, are you, you with are the, horn you the Horn Frogs? Are you
0: repping the Horn Frogs? You repping the Horn
1: Frogs? Yeah. Are you repping the Horn Frogs? Second, I was like, Something Wait, like what? That. Oh, yeah, okay, TCU. Yep, yeah, purple. There's the connection. Yeah, Dr. Bob's pumped.
0: Interesting day Jovial. of practice. Very interesting day of practice yesterday, not just because of everybody that we talked to, but what actually happened on the field. There was the first major scuffle of fall practice, and it involved Alani Fua and a redshirt. And a walk-on. Walk-on, sorry, a walk-on Chase Larson. Uh, Alani and Chase got into it. Alani's helmet came flying off Uh, at some point. Alani
1: threw a punch. I (laughs) I didn't see, like, what Larson did to, you know, have this happen to him, but Did he provoke I'll, it. We don't know. Yeah, so yeah, punch in a helmet, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? Craig, uh, Craig Bills tries to put a hand on Bronco's shoulder to be like, calm down, Bronco. You know, kind of rips it off with his right arm, and then and then Bronco kind of side kicks a helmet, <laughs> like in frustration, like get out of here. Toonie Canooch walks off with Fua's like, yeah. What so just Alani happened? gets
0: escorted out by Toonie Canooch. Bronco actually, kicks a helmet. I actually
1: love those moments in practice. I would, it, yeah. it's, it's just boring if everyone's like doing what they're supposed to do and they go through, like, spice it up, baby. The someone, irony of someone all of this. Someone.
0: The irony of all of this is we, we did a two-on-one with Alani Fua and you and I joked yesterday. we were like, I don't know about so his passion back. and fire he sometimes. Oh, he just yeah. laid back.
1: Bob, Helmet! What's up, Chase Larson? Walk yeah. on to this. Yeah, so,
0: so much for that concern.
1: Yeah. He's, he's I, dialed I in. I want the team to get along, but I do want some fire, you know? I'm okay with that occasionally.
0: Craig Bills was involved in the first scuffle of course he was. that we had in fall camp. So he he, he three, three plays in a row on Saturday, went at it with Nick Kurtz. And he's the guy that was holding Bronco back I wouldn't from dare Manalani. touch Bronco. I know. He was, he was fired <laughs> up, man. He's uh, Our Cougar Camp All Access continues now with a two-on-one. We take on the senior safety Craig Bills right now.
2: We are getting you ready for the BYU football season. With insider access to fall camp, this is Cougar Camp All-Access on BYU Sports Nation.
0: Cougar Camp All-Access here with BYU Safety Craig Bills. Craig, four days into practice now. The acclimation period has started. You got the helmets and the pads on today. How did that change the way that things went on the field for you?
3: Um, I mean, not too much, just because we're still in... I mean, the most we'll do is thud tempo, which is just come up and, and give someone a, a, a pop. But definitely it's different getting in the pads again, and um, it's fun. It's fun being out there with, with pads and kind of getting out there and, and getting the feel again. So it's, it's been great.
1: Felt uh, more physical. Uh, Lonnie Fu involved in something where he gets thrown out of practice, I guess. Do you want that type of thing? You don't want guys thrown out of practice per se, but do you want increased physicality, amp up the intensity, I guess?
3: yeah I mean, I feel like the intensity was there there, regardless of of the fight, but um yeah, definitely when there's there's physicality on the field, that's exactly what you want, and that's kind of a goal of our team is we want to be known as physical, offensively and defensively, and so if we can just learn how to set the tone and and obviously when those squabbles or whatever happen that it's it's, it's fair and and no one's doing a cheap shot and or thing, we don't need that, but uh definitely, the physicality is is something that that we want as a team.
1: Have you seen Bronco kick a helmet before?
3: No, I didn't. He didn't really connect with it. It was kind of a sidekick, but... <laughs> That's probably a good thing, because they're not You're going to break a foot or something. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like uh, Craig, let's talk about the depth of the secondary. It's been a storyline in the offseason of, of how many guys can play and, and at the level that they can play at. What have you seen after four days in, in terms of uh, the defensive backfield, and what do you like? What do you feel like you need to work
3: on? Yeah, I mean, on on paper it looks good. There's... There's been some guys that have, have stepped up already in camp and have done some good things and been consistent, but still I mean, like I said, it looks good on paper, but we still need guys to be more consistent me in particular you know, I need to be more consistent at the cat position it's a new it's a new spot that I'm learning it's different from free, I obviously feel way more comfortable at free, but I'm learning cat and it's something that I need to be more consistent day in, day out, but I think that's the biggest thing that, that we have consistency across the board in the secondary, and then I think that that's like when we can talk about okay we truly do have depth is when everyone's playing assignment sound and that we have guys that can step up and and we can rely on.
1: How much of the scheme is uh, being tailored to assist a guy like Harvey Jackson to get him on the field?
3: Um, I don't think it's been adjusted at all and I think that that's the I mean the key thing about our defense is that we have a set I mean we we have what we what we've ran it's we're putting in new things that will help us but it's just something that Harvey has worked hard to, to learn the few weeks that he's been here, and he's learning, he's improving. And so um, just the, the scheme that we have, and it helps that there's guys that know the scheme and, and can help Harvey and, and other guys, the young guys along. Craig, you mentioned specifically
0: that you've seen some guys do some good things that have, that have stepped up in the first four days. Who are some of those guys that you
3: feel like are, are doing a good job? I think Dallin Levitt's playing really well. Um, he's been consistent, and he can, he's shown his versatility in playing free, nickel and cat and so he's done a lot of good things there and i think another guy is chris badger Um, he's consistent he's a smart football player and he he gets in the right spot and he can uh he can direct the defense so those are two guys that that i've seen that that have impressed me what kind of
1: uh, i guess drama is involved with being with the ones or twos or threes as as different guys try and fight their way to the first ring
3: um I don't, I don't know. I don't necessarily. You don't think. know what that's like necessarily. But. Uh, no, I do, man. I do. Coming off my mission, I mean, I was there yeah. trying to fight for, for a starting spot right off my mission, and I honestly think, I mean, the advice that I give the younger guys is, is just not worry about it. To do all you can when you get out there to, to make a play, and I feel like that's what happened in my situation. I came home, thought I was going to be competing for the starting free spot. They had needs and wanted to put me elsewhere. Um, which I, I didn't like, and but I, I made a decision just to try to do all I could when I got on the field to make a play, and it worked. I mean, throughout the season I, I saw different roles, and then finally I got my chance to start, and it was the rest of the season. So
0: Today we see Michael Davis come back from receiver again to defensive back. What kind of a chance has he had to make an impact and to start on this
3: BYU defense? I, he has a good impact. I mean, last year he obviously he came over. I think he started a few games. He had a lot of playing time with, and he was raw. I mean, we were teaching him every week just new diff, different things. And I mean, he's a he's a he's a great athlete. He's got a lot of speed. And you see today he he had an interception on Mitch, which I mean it was just it was a good play. Um, so he has a he has a I mean a, a good opportunity to make an impact on the defense and 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 give depth.
1: Is that a permanent change for this season?
3: I'm not sure. He just walked into meetings today, and, and Coach Mendenhall announced that he was new, so um, I don't know. We'll see, okay. hopefully.
1: What's been the difference like with Nick Howells, the defense coordinator, versus, uh, say, Bronco, who is trying to be involved at a bigger level?
3: Um, I mean, they're, man, they're really similar. You know, I, the, the effort focus is there, and obviously the the mentality of us getting to the ball and, and all being assignment sound, it's still there, and it's the same, but... Uh, I uh, just to see, I've seen just the difference between Coach Mendenhall being able to kind of just go around and help everyone on the team, and then Coach Hall has just been more personal with us um, as far as what we can do. And, and so I guess that's the difference. I know everything's a competition also on the football field, especially
0: in position groups. Who's the strongest guy in the secondary?
3: Uh, me, for sure. Me or Rob Daniel?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like to do. Thanks, Craig. Yeah. <clears throat> Cougar Camp All Access, to Craig Bills, Safety Senior. Craig Beals specifically mentioned Beals. Beals. Bills. Specifically mentioned Dallin Levitt. A guy we didn't spend a ton of time talking about when we had our initial discussion at the top of the show. But I do want to say this.
1: Repping the 503, Dallin Levitt does. He is way bigger
0: this year than he was last year as a true
1: freshman. He's got some muscly arms going
0: on right now. Yeah, he looks great. And Craig talked about the fact that he can play the free the cat, and he comes in in nickel situations. I could see Dallin huh and Kai Nakua playing a lot because I think BYU with with their secondary and the athletes they have on the roster, that why, why would a nickel be a strange thing? I think they'll play more nickel this year for sure than they did last year.
1: Well, I, I wonder if you put Rob Daniel at nickel because Rob Daniel is a taller corner that can line up with a linebacker. That's where that nickel uh, may line up on a tight end in the slot or whatever. Or it a depends speed on how they all. Yeah, Rob Daniel can guard a tight end or a or a running back out of the backfield. Whatever, whatever. I know he's got options. That's the point. I think we're trying to make with the secondary you have some real talent there. Hopefully, all of them are available for Connecticut. Uh, but looking at the season as a whole, you have increased talent because young guys like Levitt and Nakua are ready to fill in roles if needed. At least be good backups. At least. I also
0: like that Craig Bills is the self-proclaimed strongest guy I, on the day. I love that. I can tell you this much. He will start on August 29th. Countdown
1: to Connecticut.
0: 23
1: days. LeBron's Michael new, Jordan. LeBron's new number.
0: LeBron's new number. That's, that's, that's right. Uncle LeBron. Coming up, a walk down championship memory lane for the BYU Cougars. 1984 linebacker Marv Allen will join us live in radio vision. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. The
3: show. This is Craig Bills, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We just heard from the self-proclaimed strongest player on the
0: BYU defense, Craig Bills, two-on-one Cougar Camp All Access. Wait, in the secondary. In the secondary. Yeah, sorry, the defense, my bad. Very different. My bad. Whoa. In the secondary. That was, you're right. You're right. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. We are broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision
1: on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Hey, stay uh, stay current with Cougar Camp All Access. We'll take you to practice, interviews, highlights today as we speak. Thirty-one minutes into. BYU football practice open to the public today. Bronco Mendenhall yesterday tweeted, I'm opening it to the public. So uh, we'll have, I think we're going to spit out a couple of vines from that. Uh, so follow at BYU Sports Nation to enjoy that. But youtube.com slash BYU TV Sports. Tons of interviews. We kind of filter and tailor the conversation, give you the best stuff on BYU Sports Nation. If you want to see all of it, go to youtube.com slash BYU TV Sports.
0: Bronco wants the people there. And I love it. It's a man of the people. Hashtag everyday greatness. <laughs> Resetting today's trending topics, we're talking secondary. Jerem and I gave you our starters. If game number one were today, Trenton Trammell, Sky Povey at the corners, the safeties, Kainakua, and Craig Bills. Very different than maybe the best or most experienced players, but that from what we have seen in fall camp is where we would have the Cougars go with the starting secondary today. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now, linebacker on the 1984 National Championship Cougar football team Marv Allen. Marv, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Great to have you with us.
2: Great to be here. Thanks.
0: Do you have anything special planned for the 30th year anniversary?
2: You know, I've uh, kind of worked with Robbie Bosco and several people at BYU, and I think we're planning to have an evening get-together where we have all the former players and staff uh, come together, have a dinner, and uh, probably review some old film and uh, just mainly get together and and visit uh, visit the players we haven't seen for a while.
1: Marv, before we dive into the '84 season, how plugged in do you stay uh, with BYU football?
2: Uh, I'm still. I still have season tickets. I come to most of the games. Try and travel with the team at least once every year. So I nice. still uh, still like to keep in touch and uh, I'm a big Cougar fan.
1: Where are you going this year?
2: Um, haven't decided yet. Uh, Texas is is always a big draw, and that's probably where we're going to try and. Go if I can work out my schedule, but that's what we're shooting
1: for. Central Florida is not a bad option. Thursday game, Friday, Disney World, right? <laughs>
0: Saturday <laughs> Orlando beach. Orlando weather,
2: uh, yeah. Yeah, not a bad option. If you want to pay, I'll be happy to go, <laughs> to go.
0: Marv Allen, linebacker on the 1984 National Championship BYU football team on BYU Sports Nation. We do this every Wednesday. We talk to a member of the 84 team. Now, as you as you look back on what BYU did, Marv, what did that national championship do to the world of college football thirty years ago?
2: Well, you know, it was it was such a unique uh, opportunity for us to uh, to really be thrown into the spotlight, and um, there had been obviously a lot of controversy around it with uh, with the bigger schools kind of feeling like uh, it was their right to to always be the champion but uh, I really think that that brought up the idea that an underdog really can make it and can uh, really uh, make an impact on on the national team. I had had an experience that uh, when I finished at BYU I tried out with the Redskins and I was talking to one of the players from USC and he pulled out his rolls bowl ring it was this big diamond beautiful ring and and it was really kind of giving it to me than that we weren't really worthy of the championship and going on and on and on and and i said you know what? that's an awesome looking ring that you've got there but uh is there a number one insignia on it anywhere <laughs> he said no i said my ring's got a number one national champion so so he, he never barked me after that so
1: that's awesome uh, the ultimate one-up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, national championship. Scoreboard. Uh, we've talked to Leon White, Kelly Smith, David Mills, some of the guys on our Wednesdays when we talk to members of the 84 team. I, I've been wondering, who the who was the best linebacker on that 84 team? Guys like Leon White on the squad.
2: Leon was good, uh, but, you know, uh, you're talking to the best one right here. So. <laughs> there you go. That's what and, I was wondering. Uh, if you if you asked any of the others, I'm sure they would agree that they were the best as well. So,
1: yeah, I know. I
2: no, that. I think you know. In, in all honesty, I think the the value of that team was that there was great balance. You know, we had Leon and Kurt on the outside who mm-hmm. were both real quick and strong, and Terry Davis and, and I in the middle that uh, kind of held up things. Off. So, I think to me, you know, one of the great great attributes of that team is there wasn't necessarily one guy that really carried the team, but it was really, there were solid people at every position, so.
0: Marv Allen with us on BYU Sports Nation. As a linebacker, you had four interceptions in 84, tied for the team lead. It's not often a linebacker is tied for the team lead in interceptions. What was it about you and your position that allowed you to do that?
2: Well, uh, you know, the quarterback made a bad throw, and I had to be (laughs) there, Um, you know, we, we, paid, we played kind of a, a bend, but don't we weren't nearly as much of an attacking defense as we are now, or the modern defenses. And so, uh, you know, that was probably one of my strengths. I didn't have awesome speed, but I, I think I had a pretty good back for where the ball was going. And so, um, I, I think that's, I was just fortunate enough to step in front of a few people, so.
1: 131 tackles, second most on the team and 84 behind Kerry Whittingham. Four interceptions, as mentioned, and none bigger and maybe the biggest interception in BYU history. Against Michigan, they have the ball. You're up seven. That sealed the deal. What was that moment like for you? And walk us through that play as you intercepted Michigan to win the game.
2: Well, you know, I have kind of a unique uh, career in that the, the very first play when I was at BYU as a freshman, we were playing UTEP, and uh, I picked off a pass and ran it back for an interception. And so uh, it was a nice way to finish the career. Uh, you know, they were had the ball. They were starting to drive a little bit, and uh, they were throwing an underneath pattern, and I kind of picked up on it, step in front of them and sealed the game. So for me as a senior, you know, recognizing the national championship was on the line. That was just a great, great way to end the season and end the career.
0: Interceptions to bookend your career. It started in 1978, and David Mills specifically wanted us to ask you, how in the world does a guy play in the first Holiday Bowl in 1978 and be there for the national championship in 1984?
2: (laughs) The first and the seventh Holiday Bowl, I was actually more famous because I played in the very first Holiday Bowl and the seventh, been anything I ever did on the field. I think I had to, to ask you more questions about that. But obviously with an LDS mission, I served in Thailand and then a shirt year. There was actually several of us, Dave Niff, Steve Heyman, a few of us that, that kind of stood that bill. So.
1: Awesome. And the 30 years later, can you believe it's been 30 years and uh, you mentioned you're hoping to get together with uh, some of their team. Is there anything 30 years later that has maybe more meaning now than it did at the time when you actually won it?
2: You know, when you win it, you sit down and, and try to and soak it all in, but you really have no idea of, you know, of what it really means. Uh, and I think after 30 years... And you look to see how difficult it is to get to that position, especially, you know, a uh, team from the WAC at that time. Uh, it really does. And it also you can see the impact that it has on individuals' lives as well as the university and, and just the community in general. So, you know, to me it's just it gets better gets better with time you really appreciate what a great opportunity it was and you're really thankful that you you know that that you could be a part of it.
0: Marv Allen with us on BYU Sports Nation uh what are you up to now Marv what's uh happening in your life besides following Cougar football of
1: course?
2: Well I've got uh four wonderful kids and they're all for the most part grown and two grandkids and two on the way and I'm uh, living in Mapleton, Utah, and a cardiologist here in Utah County. So uh, now I get to see all the coaches and players and uh, see if their hearts are still So,
0: Hey, thanks for the walk down memory lane for the 1984 National Championship team. Marv, we wish you the best luck and uh, hope to see you soon, uh, whether it's on BYU Sports Nation or on the field or perhaps uh, on the road in Texas with some of our BYU crew there.
2: Unless you want to take me up on that offer for a Florida there, too,
1: <laughs> hey, I'm, we'll let you know.
0: I'm booking the Disney World tickets right now.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. All right, thanks, Marv. Hey, we'll see you.
0: Our Twitter question today, focusing on the secondaries, we move back from a linebacker on the '84 team, although he was tied for the team lead in interceptions, which I'm sure he will hang over the head of the defensive backs on that team. Our Twitter question today is which member of the BYU Secondary, will have the greatest impact this season. Let's get to some more of your tweets. Tweet, tweet. Harvey Jackson is going to bring an attitude and toughness to the secondary. Receivers will keep their heads on a swivel. That from at Billy Penn 2380.
1: Yeah, a lot of expectation from Jackson. Uh, started three games last year. Uh, scholarship got pulled from Nebraska, and so he came to BYU. We'll see what he's got at Jeff underscore Bame. Bills has the leadership and the edge that the secondary needs. Hashtag no fly zone. Yeah, at
0: Crazy fanatic also on the Craig Bills trench. Craig Bills seems very confident. His experience and feistiness should bring great results. He had a couple of amazing plays last year. The Boise State play where he misses the tackle but comes back from out of bounds, inbounds, pops the ball out, causes a fumble, BYU recovers, huge momentum-shifting play, and then the interception at Notre Dame. One-handed
1: with the left. Awesome. Yeah, solid.
0: (laughs) Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, we dive inside the EA Sports Maui Invitational as well as more of your tweets. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Welcome back to Studio B with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. September 5th,
1: mark it down on your calendars, big day in the BYU Store. Two-hour show of BYU Sports Nation uh, starting at noon Eastern, regular time, two-hour edition. The day before BYU plays at Texas. We'll be live at the BYU Store on campus. Come hang out if you're local. If not, you get two hours of BYU Sports Nation. It's
0: going to be crazy. It's basically the opening BYU will week be one and zero after yeah. a
1: forty-one to thirteen victory <laughs> in Connecticut. The uh, you know six days before it'll be great. Seven wow. days before you're going twenty-eight. Sure, you whatever. Said Seventeen whatever, plus. plus Connecticut. Their basketball. Their basketball team's not playing. It's the football team. Which BYU
0: secondary player will have the greatest impact this season? Use the hashtag #BYUSN. That is our Twitter question today. We want to know what you think. We've heard a lot of Harvey Jackson, a lot of Craig Bills, had a Michael Davis reference who just made the transition yesterday, was told by the coaches you're going to have a better opportunity to play if you're on the defensive side of the ball. So send your responses in using the hashtag BYUSN. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. The Maui Invitational Bracket was announced this morning for BYU Hoops. They opened the championship round against none other than old
1: rival San Diego State. Well, it's a rival for San Diego State. It's a rivalry for BYU in basketball. Uh I think competitively for like a year or two I wouldn't call them a rival. Like those years, yeah. Is it like Boise State now in football? It's Utah's the rival home slice. San Diego State, it's more of a rivalry to San Diego State than BYU. I didn't say that it
0: wasn't, but I said it is a
1: rivalry. It is because of what happened over the last 5 or 6 years. Oh, now we Oh, now we're not invested in it. San Diego State is they love them some BYU, man. I think that San Diego State misses BYU in the of Mountain West. Of course they do. I we don't miss San Diego State. We don't care.
0: You don't miss that basketball game.
1: Oh, I yeah, it'd be fun to occasionally play that. I don't. I don't go, man. I wish we could play San Diego State.
0: Not in football. We're having a hard enough time beating course. Gonzaga on but the road. But in basketball, in San Diego State. I, w- I would love to play San Diego
1: State every year in basketball. That would, Yeah, that would be great. It's not a rivalry to me, though. Competitively, it was good because both got really good, the junior and senior seasons of Jimmer and Kawhi Leonard, right? Or was Kawhi a little bit younger? The last time How they played— How is it not a rivalry when Jimmer's senior year— You're giving was too like much the, credit to them. The greatest That's the event. point. The greatest, bl- you
0: said it's the greatest sporting event you've ever witnessed live. It was against San Diego State. That doesn't State. mean
1: it's a rivalry. It was just a great game. Listen, the point is this. Why are you giving so much credit to San Diego State? Because they're a good basketball program. Steve Fisher's a great Don't coach. Don't give them credit.
0: <laughs> they're a ranked team and have been for the last five years.
1: No, they're good. that doesn't mean it's a rivalry. <laughs> we haven't played them in me why three was, years. You asked me
0: why I was giving credit to them.
1: We haven't played them in three years. It's not a rivalry anymore, if it ever was. We
0: are not going to play Utah for two years. Is that still a rivalry in football?
1: We No, but we have continuation with them. They're right next to us. It's not the same. Well, we're playing San Diego State again in yeah. the now. And the show out. is very excited. That's their so-called student section that claims to have started the I believe that we will win. It was actually Navy. And sorry, Utah State, you're not in the conversation with that. Congratulations, you made up a cheer. So what? The bracket
0: came out for the Maui Invitational, BYU-San Diego State, on November 24th. That game will tip off at 11.30 Eastern, 9.30 Mountain on ESPN2. The winner, loser of Pittsburgh and Chaminade will play the winner-slash-loser of BYU-San Diego State. So, writing on the wall says, byu really needs to win that game so that they can have another so quality they don't opponent play in Pittsburgh. You don't Ch- want to play Chaminade.
1: Chaminade hosts it. And back in the day, Ralph Sampson in Virginia played Chaminade and lost. That's like the famous win for Chaminade in that invitation. Chaminade
0: has – they beat Villanova, I want to say, like six or seven years ago as well. Oh, nice. in that opening round. So, yeah, they have two notable wins. But for the most part, you should not lose to Chaminade. You don't want to play Chaminade because it doesn't help your strength of schedule.
1: No. I, it, it's really meaningful. To play these games. This is a really good tournament f- for BYU to be in. Maybe the best possibility for them. So Tuesday, November 18th, BYU opens up EA Sports. Maui Invitational Play. It's in the game on uh, against Arkansas Little Rock. So who's, that's technically the first game of the EA. Who's Whose most famous alumnus is?
0: Arkansas Little Rock. I'm going to say... I've said this
1: before on the show. Is its it... Is it
0: Uh, Derek Fisher? Yes, Derek Fisher. Okay.
1: Okay. Then the next night, in an unrelated game, BYU plays Southern Virginia, otherwise known as BYU East. Then they go to Hawaii, play San Diego State, and then uh, either Pitt or Chaminade. So, okay, beat San Diego State, beat Pitt, and now you're playing in the championship game of the Maui invite versus, like, Arizona. Probably Arizona. Okay, that would be crazy. (laughs) I think it's an upset if BYU beats San Diego State in Hawaii. That's a... It's a... I'm almost kidding about the rivalry thing. It's... It was quite the rivalry. I just don't want to give credit to them. I know. So that's going to be a good game. I want to avoid Chaminade and be on the, that side of the bracket. You
0: want, you want, really want to win that first game on the islands because it helps the strength of schedule, and that's what got BYU into the NCAA tournament the last Texas year. The Texas
1: win may have pushed BYU over the top because it was in a tournament where uh, Texas was ranked at the time, I believe, 22 or 23 it feels like. If not, they did later. That win helped, and then BYU was competitive with Wichita State. There were other games, obviously, involved in the whole season that helped BYU's cause. But I'm telling you, November games on ESPN with good performances and then performed decently well, you're going to go dancing. There's 68 teams. It carries on. Yeah, and BYU didn't just make the cut.
0: There were nine other teams below BYU that BYU was ranked higher than that also got into the tournament.
1: Yeah, BYU has the possibility of playing San Diego State, Pitt, and then one of the following four, Purdue, Kansas State, Missouri, or Arizona?
0: Uh, yes, 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 and yes.
1: Hopefully Arizona.
0: Uh, let's take on any Arizona of those lost
1: NBA draft picks, Nick Johnson and Aaron Gordon. They'll reload, but those guys were both pretty darn good. Nick Johnson, if I'm not mistaken, one of the, like a first-team All-Pac-12 player. Is, uh, I don't know if he, he might have been player of the year, I can't remember.
0: It starts with San Diego State. Is the show going to make... The journey down to the islands of Hawaii. <laughs> do they care dressed enough? Dressed as missionaries, do they care with enough about BYU? Do they hate them enough that they will travel to Hawaii to watch that game?
1: Isn't it a good thing that we're just like cool with mocking something close to the vest with that? <laughs> like, like when Gonzaga comes to Provo, if BYU just dressed up like a bunch of Catholic priests, like would that be okay? That would be horrible. You know what I mean? Like, is that all right? No, it's not okay. I, we're cool with it. You're making fun of us. Whatever. Yeah, they're. There's some, however, there are some other people in the show where I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't appreciate that one.
0: Yeah, they're big signs, <laughs> and they're. That's why it was so sweet in 2011 when Jimmer and BYU went down there and destroyed them yeah, BYU, by
1: 20. If the game was in San Diego, I would pick BYU to win. BYU owns San Diego State in San Diego. They do. There's that mental edge. Kawhi Leonard, the last two years of his stay at San Diego State, BYU two and two and oh in San Diego, baby.
0: NBA Finals Charles MVP Abou went crazy. NBA Finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. I
1: know. That's Di- unbelievable. Yeah. San Diego State feels like they got the best of that.
0: You can see the entire bracket of the they EA Sports did. Maui Invitational if you follow our Twitter account, at BYU Sports Nation. We've tweeted out that and a bunch of other good stuff. Follow us to get more involved with the show and also use the hashtag BYUSN. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we tackle the Cougar Whiparound. Quite literally. Tons of football, more to discuss, and don't forget our rise and shout on the way. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan about to wrap up another edition of BYU Sports Nation. You know what time it is?
1: Time for the Cougar whipper It's time for the Cougar whip Around. Football. Taysom Hill is named... To- As one of five dual-threat QBs, the top five, that is, on ESPN's college football Twitter account this morning, 1,344 rushing yards, third most among quarterbacks in 2013. He's going to go for over 6,000 yards. Blue goggle alert.
0: (laughs) Spencer Hadley flew to Oakland yesterday to apparently try out with the Oakland Raiders. He's going to make the roster. I just, I see awesomeness.
1: Men's basketball. The Maui, yeah, of course you do, through those blue goggles. The Maui Invitational Bracket was announced this morning. BYU opens the championship round with San Diego State, discovered by the Germans, on November 24th at 11.30 Eastern on ESPN2. The winner and loser of Pitt and Shamanad plays BYU or San Diego State the next day, November 25th.
0: Cougar Camp All-Access will continue tomorrow with Taysom Hill. We go two-on-one with the BYU quarterback. What can he do coming off a year where he's not rehabbing a season-ending knee injury. He talks about that very thing with us. Two-on-one in Cougar Camp All-Access. Also, wide receiver coach Guy Holiday. Guy may have thrown out a tweet, or not a tweet, a threat against Taysom, jokingly, in that interview. May or may not have.
1: Yeah, nice. We know (laughs) what that means. (laughs) He he
0: didn't, right? No, it means 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 he did. did. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com who deserves the rise and shout today?
1: San Diego State. The show. Because we're excited to play the game. Not as excited as you, but we're excited to play the game. It's, it's, it's a good fitting. It's a good game for BYU. San Diego State's program's in a better place than BYU's right now. So if BYU wins that game, that's a, that's a big RPI. San Diego
0: State is going to be a ranked team when BYU plays them. Like they, There's no reason they won't be in the top 25 that, that early
1: in the season. That'd be a good win. And we can't wait to hang out again.
0: Yes. Which BYU secondary player will have the greatest impact this season? Let's get back to your tweets.
2: You got tweets.
0: At Y for Life, Michael Davis. Hmm. He's been asked a lot by coaches on both sides, and now he wants to prove himself.
1: He's got a couple of weeks to catch up. I mean, the whole summer he worked on being a receiver, tailored his offseason conditioning to that, I imagine. So that'll be interesting. Hey, thanks to Marv Allen, Craig Bills, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYU com and on
0: BYUTV.org slash DDR for Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. How about a shout out to Soren Holiday? Soren
1: Holiday. Yeah, nice. you know
0: where we're going. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow with more <laughs> Cougar Camp All Access on BYU Radio, simulcast on
1: BYU TV in Radio Vision. I hit something hard over there oh, with boy. a hat.